and welcome to Art Waves, a podcast about arts and culture in small rural towns. My name is Marian Myers, and I'm curious to learn more about the arts and the impact they have on my small town of Port Perry in the rural township of Skugog, Ontario, in the traditional territory of the Mississaugas of Skugog Island. I've discovered a wide variety of passionate people creating, coaching, and connecting in my community. And today we're talking to Roz Pritchard. And Roz is currently the Symposium and Workshop Manager at Skugog Arts. Hi, Roz. Hi. Welcome. Thank you so much. So the first question I have of you is, we met rather recently um, because of this job. Yeah. And but I just feel this incredible kinship with with what you are able to do and how you do it. And um, so tell us about how you got started in the arts and culture sector. Where did it begin for you? I think it probably began right in the beginning. My parents um, were both in the industry in one way or another. My father worked for the CBC for television. My mom was a freelance writer. So although we weren't particularly encouraged to go into the arts, we were encouraged to do what we wanted and to follow our passions. So we drew and we, as we got older, we did community theater. My sisters took dance. Um, We just got involved. Another sister was in music and played in the marching band at Uxbridge High. (laughs) So we just kind of got involved organically. And um, I I had a decision in school. Did I want to go into theater? Did I want to go into visual arts? And I actually did take one year at York University in theater, but they reworked the whole program. And so um, a lot of us didn't continue after that first year. I took some theater classes in Toronto and found my way to a part-time job at the Latcham Gallery in Stouffville. And that was my first arts administration job. And what did you do there? What was that gallery like? So it, um, previous to me being there, they had, uh, they'd been around about nine years because I remember working on the 10th anniversary party and exhibition with the director curator, but previous to her time, they actually had a different director every year. And that person was paid an honorarium and they put together the exhibition schedule for the year and there was one part-time coordinator so that was actually the person that i replaced so i worked with the director curator i helped with exhibitions i helped with um i did the membership i helped with the fundraising events the publicity there was just the two of us at that point for staff so um Really, we did everything, and we we had a very involved board of directors and very involved involved um, group of volunteers. You know, building up to about a hundred volunteers helping with all sorts of things. 
So it's a public art gallery. It is, yes. Okay. Yes. Funded by that township. Uh, funded by many things. So okay. fundraising, the municipality, the Ontario Arts Council, donations, program fees. Um, membership. Membership, yes. Yeah, yeah. And um, one of the things you and I have talked about and it's interesting because you've got this background that's partly theater and then visual arts and we've talked about breaking down the silos between the various arts genres um and you're you've been able to do that really well and i think the ultimate um example of that was or, and is the Uxbridge celebration of the arts. So you lived in Uxbridge. And so describe Uxbridge celebration of the arts. How did it start? Um, what is it? How did you manage it? So it was, uh, at the time when it started, it was a four day arts festival. Um, how long it, ago was that Ross? So 19, 86 I'm going to say okay um and so I was approached to be one of the artistic directors it had two sides to it so there were the volunteers who were the artistic directors so myself um John Richmond was in charge of the visual art part of things Christopher Chapman award-winning when I say award Oscar award-winning filmmaker who lived in Uxbridge he was in charge of the film part and Tom Baker was in charge of the music part. So there were the four of us who were from day one sort of doing the artistic side. And then we had volunteers that would do the marketing and be the secretary and the financial person. And it all started in the Hobby Horse Arms pub because Ron Tinley, who ran the pub, and Tom Baker, who played the piano there and became the artistic director for music, they came up with this crazy idea of starting this event. Because at the time, and even a bit previous, the Music Hall in Uxbridge, which is a wonderful theater space, it was used really for a lot of meetings. It was used for court. It was used for weddings. And it was just maybe the five previous years that it started to transition into more of a performance art space as more and more people moved to town and were involved in the in the arts so it was wonderful um, our first year for the expert celebration of the arts was wonderful and absolutely fantastic except not too many people came <laughs> there were 57 people or something came out so um we learned a lot. It was it was a wonderful experience. We had this one person, Barb Murphy, who's still going strong in Uxbridge. She went to everything. She just thought what we were doing was the best thing ever. And she was determined that by the next year, we were going to have, you know, Audiences. wonderful, <laughs> wonderful audience numbers. And she worked really hard, joined the committee. So we just had a great experience. And I think when you talk about silos, I think what helped us was we met at different people's houses and we went around the table and the the person in charge of art, visual art, talked about what they were doing, the person doing the food or the marketing or the 
the film or whatever. And we all kind of worked together to see how we could help each other. And the main thing was the friendships that were formed and are still going incredibly strong today. Um, everybody tries the best they can to go to a performance or go to a studio tour to support the other artists. There's so much going on that it's hard to get to all of them. But I think that really helped us instead of just going away and oh, I'm in charge of Friday night and I do my thing and you're in charge of Saturday afternoon and you do your thing. I think it really helped solidify those relationships. And it went beyond just going to each other's the programming throughout Celebration the Arts, but in fact year round yes. going out to the various yes. things. Yes, yeah. Describe kind of what it was like in more recent years. What What's that festival, that Celebration of the Arts like? They've got um, one, one end of it has Uxbridge Studio Tour, but they're not an act, like that's not a clear it's, entity in the celebration it's kind of more like the timing all yes, works yeah. together to yes basically um over the years it went from which helped in a lot of ways it went from these four days where it was everything was you know in those four days and you kind of went to this thing and that thing and the other thing and and it was a big festival it it started to spread out over more of a month and so that meant that there could be more events and different groups were sort of organizing things differently. And so there still would be the books and author night or the studio tour or a concert night, um, but just maybe not in that one weekend. And I think too, now that there's so much in Uxbridge over the whole year, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, that it kind of, it, it kind of did what it set out to do. It really mm -hmm. did transform the town. We were very much, when I went to high school, it was very much what people called a hockey town. Mm -hmm. And I was just actually at Lynn McElvide's house, the artist who I went to high school with. And I said it was sort of a hockey town. And she said, no, it was completely a hockey, hockey town. town. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And so now it's still a hockey town. Absolutely. And it's a sports town. And it's very much an arts town. Mm -hmm. So I feel my 13 years on the celebration of the arts. I started out as an artistic director. I mean, always volunteer. We, we didn't actually have ever staff. It should have staff now as it's grown and the town's grown. But um, I sort of started out doing that. Then I did marketing for a few years. Then I was the board chair for a few years. So I really feel that for me personally, it was one of my uh, greatest accomplishments to contribute so much to the transformation of a town mm -hmm. to make it a much more balanced place for everyone yeah 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 and all ages are now involved absolutely in that. Yeah. and and as you're and you're right it's now more year round that things are happening yes and now those silos still are broken down people are going to the book readings that Shelly puts on yes. year round yep. and 
that's great. Absolutely. That's a yes, wonderful yeah. thing. So now um, you're working with Skugog Arts, uh, planning a symposium and some subsequent subsequent workshops. Tell us about that. What's the whole point of this symposium? Who's going to go to it? <laughs> What's it about? Well, it's very exciting. It's really enjoyable for me to be working on one big project. Um, and so it's March the 24th, which is a Friday next year, 2023. And it will be for arts practitioners. So as long as you're making art of one sort of the other, and I mean, if you're dancing, if you're a musician, amateur, professional, semi, doesn't matter. Um, if you're a teacher, teacher, if you're a coach, architect, yeah, anything, you know, that you're practicing in some way or another. Sound technician Absolutely. might be interested. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, then it's for you. And it will be a one-day symposium with speakers, workshops, some fun interactive activities that we'll do together to network and to meet each other and to support each other. And the idea of it is really to get together after a couple of hard years for everyone and do exactly that, get together, <laughs> be together learn from speakers who will talk about the challenges that they've had and how they've dealt with them and inspire the audience and whatever people might have been struggling with. And this is the last few years, or it could be the last 10 years within their art practice. This will be an opportunity for them to get some new ideas, meet some people, work together, and just really have a a really fun and um, hopefully magical time where we can all see who who's out there. What is everybody doing? Because a lot of people do work alone on their their. <laughs> Some their, people by yes COVID or otherwise. Yes. Um, writers work by themselves but they might have small writing circles that yes. they work with. And this yes. is just going beyond that. Yes. And yes. And visual artists with writers, with dancers, with musicians, and really in the program, trying to incorporate those together. So it's not, Oh, let's hear from the writer and then, okay, that's over. Let's hear from the dancer. I think it will be, really fun to have that integrated so that we recognize that we are all in the arts and that working together is not just good for the person and for mental health, but actually good for the product that, that comes out of that with more minds, more ideas, more perspectives. Yeah. And I, I imagine that we'll get people as we did, um, Ran, we ran a symposium uh, pre-COVID, so 2019, we did it with uh, four arts professionals. And, and we got people um, mostly from Skugog, but also other areas of Durham. Um, but I think this time we're even able to have an even larger audience, but still not so large that you're not going to get to chat with other people and know other people absolutely there. it's not going to be um it's not meant to be many hundreds of people so <laughs> yeah i think it will be a good um 
combination of people you know and people that you've maybe seen or heard of and now you're getting to meet and brand new people to you. So yeah, that's absolutely what we're looking for. And a real sort of community, everything I've written about it or when I'm talking about it to people that we're inviting as speakers, I really talk about bringing together arts community. So all the arts. And as you said, very, um, it could be that you're a baker and your art is the icing <laughs> on your cake. And, and that is your creative outlet. And you're doing that on an ongoing basis to be creative and to have those creative juices flowing. Or you could be, you know, making your full living at whatever your art is. You could be an arts administrator, just have that connection and want to meet other people and be inspired and, and think differently too. I think a lot of my thought going into it is how to get people outside of what they're already doing, the way they're already thinking, get those creative juices running and creative problem solving happening and some follow-up as you and I talked about and as is part of my job is what will be those workshops that we do afterwards and how will we decide what the topics are going to be and they will come out of the symposium. Mm -hmm. And they're um, meant to be things so that oh, we don't, we rev everybody up in one day and we don't want them to, you know, <laughs> yes. fall over on Monday morning. We want them, we want to offer a few more follow-up things because maybe they just want to reconnect with somebody they've just met. And hey, what if we both go to this workshop? It happens to be in a forest and it, <laughs> yes. or it happens to be at a dance studio and we'll do a lot of movement while we're there, but we're neither one of us. Mm -hmm. dancers yes, and yeah. well won't it be great and and make some more connections and Absolutely. do some other things that way but not a symposium format mm -hmm. a different more of a workshop yes kind something of more hands-on and there will be that type of experience at the symposium too it's not all sit in your chair and listen and that's going to be really exciting and engaging for people to get up and to go move around to a different part of the space and have the opportunity to do something like you said you're a dancer but here you are with people from all different types of um the art experience mm -hmm. and maybe you want to learn a little bit about how to journal even though you, you don't see yourself as a writer because you're a dancer and, yes yeah. yes yes so i think that's going to be really exciting for people and just to meet other people and to be together yeah I, i'm noticing um a lot through COVID and I, in particular in the last 18 months, one year to 18 months, all of a sudden now it's people are returning to either some childhood passions or they're taking up something for the first time, but they are, you know, they've been painters now for two years. Uh, oh, they've been writing now for 18 months. It's really kind of interesting and now what do we do with that how's that <laughs> going to change our strategy as um a arts council you know what need what do we need to do differently and and i think that this symposium at this time we're just planning now our next strategic plan so the symposium will actually be um 
I hope, informative to us for that. I think so. And there's always the balance between amateur artists in every media, every form, those who, as you say, are just coming to it, whether they're young or whether this is something they're doing in retirement or for their mental health or on the weekends or, and then balance that with people who are making their living in the arts and each are, are, you know, both paths are equally as important and we want to be able to do things that involve both groups and involve the groups together because when you have a mentor, when you're starting out or, or even if you're transitioning, maybe you're transitioning, transitioning from one media to another or from you have more time now that that um, you've changed what you're doing or mm -hmm. <laughs> you're working at home and you're finding you're not driving three hours a day so you can write There's a more little time bit for the more. music yeah or, or go to a class or or you know so I think it will be really good at the symposium and we hope to get a lot of feedback from people to say okay where are you at now where do you want to be who is out there and what is out there to help you along with that mm-hmm now, you know, you started working, um, well, you've been in, in various jobs in the field, but it, this community-based group out of, out of Uxbridge and creating a celebration of the arts and now working on a symposium that's supporting um, creatives in our community and we're, and we're seeing that grow. And we see the creative culture growing here it's, and it's it's hugely important in Durham region. And yeah, we're not all hockey families. And, um, so, you know, what, what advice do you give to other small rural communities? What, how might they, um, take some of these ideas, uh, or how might we connect with some of them who are doing similar things and maybe learn some things from them? I think you said the word, which is connect, whether it's, um, going to another community and going to see what they're doing, meeting with the staff of a public art gallery or meeting with another cultural group or getting together with the four or five people in the area that do a similar thing, whether it's running a studio tour or running a dance academy or whatever it is I think it's really making those connections and not reinventing the wheel most people are very happy to share so if I've written something that helps I it doesn't bother me at all if another organization uses that and yeah. <laughs> we, we sit down and <laughs> work out how they can change it a little bit and use it for what they're doing. Um, I think that's the thing, not reinventing the wheel, but learning from each other. And it's hard. There's not a lot of time. Everybody's always scrambling. There's never enough money, never enough time. But even if a few times a year, people can get together and make those connections and learn and just help each other save time and save money. Uh, I think, I think that's really the advice and to also maybe try to do it as, uh, someone said to me recently in another part of my life, start where you want to end. So 
start out with laying that groundwork and that foundation for the future as well, because it will be very helpful as you go along and as you grow and talk to your town council and see what support you can get when you're starting out and talk to your BIA and talk to other organizations and, and work together as best you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Having that vision of what do you see in the future and articulating that in some big picture way is a key to it, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and what is it you want to achieve? Yes. Because you can't do it all. I mean, Mm -hmm. a lot of the time there are, there's a huge need for volunteer time and everyone, you know, not everyone has a lot of extra time. So it's important to really utilize those skills that are out there and just get, get that expertise at the beginning if you can. Yeah. And keep it in scale Yes, to what you're doing and it can grow or it can shrink and it can grow again. And absolutely. Yeah. 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 And there's no harm with having only a handful of people come out to your first performance. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) It'll it'll grow. Something will happen. Yeah, absolutely. Something crazy will happen. So is there, you've actually um, nailed down uh, your master of ceremonies for the symposium. Yes. So that will be Greg Murphy, who has agreed to keep everything running on time and introduce everyone of the various speakers and workshop leaders. And Greg is a former um, dean at um, Durham College. So he, and he's an artist himself. He's recently retired. So I met him, although I knew his family, I met him actually at Latcham and he was one of the jurors for a juried art show and came back and gave a talk about the work that was chosen for this exhibition. And we could have listened to him all day. So <laughs> when I was yeah. thinking of somebody to invite, I thought, okay, that, that could be a really fantastic person to, to um, keep us engaged and keep the day moving. Because when you do have a lot of speakers and you know, if you've got your break time and your lunch time and just to keep the the flow of the day. So I'm really pleased about that. And just nailing down the final um, names for the workshops and the speakers and starting to reach out to people because it's sort of like puz- a puzzle. <laughs> if this person says yes, then it might change the other part because yeah. now they've got a great idea that maybe they're going to be a speaker and also lead a workshop. So then the other idea you had for that other workshop goes out the window and then you want to make sure you have a really good balance between the different arts and people's backgrounds and what they're going to talk about. So it's really kind of fun to put that program together and look at that balance for the day. Yeah. Oh, I'm so looking forward to it. It's just <laughs> yes, going to be really yeah. cool. And and um, I love that you're doing it and that I'm just on the sideline cheering <laughs> you on. <laughs> oh, well, you're doing more than cheering me on because we get together every week. And so I do the research and so a lot of thinking and then I come to you. And the most important thing is 
our brainstorming. Yeah. So I get to say to you, okay, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Does this work? Does this balance work? And if we make this focus, and we've done a lot of changes over the last couple of months from what we sort of talked about at the beginning, and it's evolved and it's really grown and solidified as a, as a concept too. Just yeah. the idea behind it. Yeah, and and it's a good model. I think we'll we'll have a good model that we um, could use going forward because certainly we're thinking we want to do this on mm-hmm. an ongoing basis, and because we're, you know, inviting not just people in Skugog, and we'll get people from Durham and a bit beyond. I'm sure mm-hmm. that it's. Um, it's a great model for us to have started it, and I'd be just thrilled if a regional arts council was created <laughs> and came along and said, well, can we run that for you? <laughs> and we'll just say, yes, you can. Yeah, and then, I mean, maybe it could move. One year it's here in Scugog, the next year it's in, down at you the, know, Whitby, the next yeah, year, yeah. Down at Durham College. Absolutely. It's, you know, yeah, lots of different yeah. Yeah, ideas around it. I'm... Uh, I'm not a protectionist in the least <laughs> yes. and uh, very non-proprietary about uh, <laughs> skills and learning and uh, you know we're all in this world together and uh, absolutely we don't need to be protected from each other we can just <laughs> get out there and do things I think it's fun so thank you Roz thank for you joining us that I've enjoyed great. it yeah it was fun very much fun and uh, so um Again, thanks, Roz, who's the um, symposium and workshop uh, manager for Skugog Arts this year. And uh, to our audience, Chi Megwech, for spending time with us today. Thanks to The Wanted for their song, Before the Fall, and the Ontario Trillium Foundation for the grant that got this done. Visit skugogarts.ca to get the scoop on what we're up to and hit subscribe. Join us every Tuesday for an episode of Art Waves.